Hi, I'm Van Kelly, and even though I find them refreshing and I enjoy being drunk, I cannot stand the taste of any alcoholic beverage. Hi, I'm Paul Patrick, and I have one time interviewed the First Lady of Virginia, but still. What is happening and welcome to the show, Every Day I'm Different, a podcast celebrating the ironies of our personalities. Each episode, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host, Paul Patrick, will give you guys an insight into our lives through personal stories on a variety of topics. How are you feeling today, Paul? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a little pepped up. I wasn't feeling so hot earlier, but uh, I think I'm in a groove now. Very nice. I also, uh, I think I'm in a good mood. We'll see once these topics start coming out. Sometimes they get my Irish up a little bit. Uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to? I think I last. Go first. Okay, yeah, yeah. please. So um, I mostly want to talk about traveling and discuss what I feel like are the two sort of mindsets about people when they travel. Okay. And I guess I'm tra- talking mostly about traveling for leisure, for pleasure, not work, vacations. Now that uh, is leisure, not leisure. Um, my pleasure is your leisure. So okay. yes, I'm going to go gotcha. with leisure. Yeah. Um, and now there is scientific research. There are only two types of people when it comes to traveling. You're telling me that, Paul? I feel like that is a thing. Okay. Yes. How you feel like that? Well, is just my thing. experience okay. with gotcha. friends and myself. I feel like either you are the person who has every minute of your day scheduled. Okay. That you know Type when you're waking a. up. You know where you're going next. You know when you're supposed to be there. Right. And you've got it all laid out for yourself. Yeah. Or I call the them type. cunts of the trip if that play shows my hand already, but yeah. Or you're, and maybe there is some in between here, but okay. you're, the second type would be the go with the flow. Right. Like you've got a jet destination generally in mind, you've got no timetable, you're maybe just going to wander event. around. Maybe one event. Maybe one event. Okay, right. And here. in fact, I would give you an example of the trip I just went on. Okay. And I, I guess I just want to explore which which do you think you are, and okay. I'll tell you which one I am and why I can't stand the other type. Okay. I am definitely the more go with the flow. Okay. I've not always been this way. I think I was raised more of we got to schedule out, we got to be at that park at three, well, we got to be at uh, the beach on, at four. Sorry to interrupt you. Let's let's set the stage a little bit before we start going into our, our types. Let's set the background for our listeners, Paul. Uh, I'll get into mine in a second. How much traveling have you done? Because I think it, the answers may be different if you're the type of person who who gets to take or you grew up poor and a vacation is is like this this mythical thing that happens occasionally versus somebody who's maybe a little more well off. That well. probably is true. Yeah. I would say that I have traveled a lot, and yet I certainly did not grow up wealthy. I certainly I grew up middle class, I okay. guess, uh-huh. uh, something that doesn't exist anymore. No, but um, I the trips that I take don't break the bank. I just actually had somebody ask me today, "How do you afford all these trips?" And I was like, "These were super cheap." Paul, you know? I need to get with you because I am terrible. I feel. Like I have never taken a vacation, whether yeah. it be to the continental United States or anywhere else, which there have not been many, uh, that I don't spend at least like fifteen hundred dollars. Oh man! Oh no! 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 Yeah, it's all wrong. I guess right. Yeah. Now my way will definitely get you into some weird, weird situations. I'll tell you a couple of them. Okay. But say this last trip I just took, um, uh, my girlfriend and I decided to catch this play in Chicago where some friends of mine live. Right. But since we had the time, we decided, hey, I've never been to Michigan before. So how about we fly into Michigan, bum around for a couple of days, make our way to Chicago, and then hang 
out there. Now, since you were going to Chicago, did you go to the the Uper? The, the little no, Uper part? No, no, we went no? to. We, we, you hold the up mitten. your hand, apparently, and yeah. say, "This is where I'm from." The mitten. Yeah, uh, the mitten. Exactly. Right, yeah. So, but it turned out to be super cheap because, first off, we. Uh, chose uh, a city that probably isn't all that expensive, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Mm -hmm. but had a crazy fun time there because... What is Grand Rapids most known for? There's some reason I know that name. Was it like the biggest... uh, uh Theme park for a while, isn't there? Some huge I have theme no park idea. There I didn't see anything about a theme park. Okay, I mean, it definitely was kind of a bit of an empty town, but it was also kind of cool. It's like the north tier of the Rust Belt, right? Isn't it kind of like one of those okay. towns? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. The if you know Founders, uh, the beer company Founders Brewery is there. Oh, I love love which craft beer. Yeah. That was the main reason founders. of choosing that was like we'll get an Airbnb, which this trip. Turned out to be fantastic. It was mm-hmm. super cheap. It was like forty bucks a night. Okay, we were whoa, staying whoa. in somebody's. No free plugs for Airbnb. I know they exist. I know they're easy. That's the one thing I do. Hey, do. they're not easy. I'll tell you a story in a second. Okay, but <laughs> it was forty bucks a night. Right. You know, we were in somebody's house. It was great. We were right in downtown Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. And what made this trip awesome was we get off the plane, and at the airport there's a sign that says "Welcome International Brotherhood of Magicians." There was a fucking magician's convention in town that week, and we that had no idea. Awesome. I mean, like, we, right away, you're like, well, I'm in the top tier of the coolest people in Grand Rapids I'm saying, now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, we ended up finding out there was this magic show that night mm-hmm. uh, at the convention center. We got tickets. They weren't very expensive, 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, and we ended up hanging out in Grand Rapids, going to a crazy cool bookstore, going to a cool record store, going to the Founders Brewery, and then going to this magic uh, uh, show. Grand Rapids, baby! And, I mean, if we had had a crazy scheduled out day, we mm-hmm. never would have run into half that stuff, right. and it would have been, you know, awful. You just would have spent, like, hours in the Grand Rapids Tourism Center or something, I, you know? We would have been wandering around... The depressed areas of Grand Rapids, probably. I don't know. I don't right. know what we would have. We'd just been maybe just hanging out at our Airbnb, maybe, because yeah. we just had nothing else planned. If you're somebody who has to have something planned, but it's like, no, let's just go out there and check this out. Now, you know, obviously a plug against Airbnb, watch out. We, we did something similar a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. going to see a Paul Simon show, and got an Airbnb, mm-hmm. showed up at the Airbnb, and uh, we're supposed to get the key under the mat. Okay. But they, it turns out that the place was at an apartment complex and we didn't know which apartment it was. Ah. So we call the owner, they, they don't answer, we just start looking under mats for keys, which is a good idea, you know, we're right. strangers. We find a, a key under a mat and we say, all right, let's just turn this door and turn the door, opened it, and there's people inside. Uh, like a little girl jumps behind a couch and... Uh, I immediately shut that door, figuring, fuck, I just broke into somebody's house. Mm -hmm. Turned out it was the Airbnb itself. She just (laughs) forgot we were coming. Right. So she and her daughter were hanging out in the Airbnb. Okay. So, you know, you're going to Why were they not in their real house? And that gave us some pause about... Were the mother and the daughter having an affair? (laughs) I think that maybe that was their house. Uh, Oh, okay. We actually canceled. We didn't know, like, where is she going to go tonight with her daughter? Does she stay with You made a mother and a daughter sleep in a Taco Bell parking lot. We might have. Okay. If we hadn't uh, canceled on them. Right. But... uh, yeah. So, and then uh, other misadventures. We uh, rented a, a tiny house on the side of a mountain outside of Asheville, uh-huh. North Carolina, and uh, you had to leave your shoes outside. And uh, one of my shoes got stolen by some raccoon, squirrel, 
something. Interesting. So there's downsides. Now you can rent pagodas on... Oh, yeah. You can get, like, yurts. You really? You uh, get all kinds of crazy things. Interesting. I've never, but, uh, I've never been told to take off my shoes while entering uh, Airbnb. Place, I'd say so. barely spent more on these trips than I would have just living my life here at home. What? Because really? we weren't we were not going out to five star restaurants by right. far. We yeah. were finding cheap dives yeah. to eat in. We stayed with friends in Chicago. I okay. get it. You well, know, yeah. there's definitely going to be people who can't do certain things. Right. You know, but yeah. because of that, we just ran. You know, in Chicago, we ran into a street fair. We ran into a farmers market. Yeah. We had all these crazy experiences that uh, loved it. So, okay. how do you feel? Do you feel like uh, you, well, you have a strict schedule when you travel? Um, I traveled. The United States. My guess would be I've traveled the United States probably more than most people. I've been to a lot of states, a lot of cities. Um, there are some areas I've been everywhere. You know, my family is from New England, so the first 15 years of my life, it was like every family vacation every summer was once to the beach and then once to New England. You know, tool around New Hampshire, tool around Maine, Connecticut, wherever. Yeah. So there are areas I've been to a lot. Now, if we're talking international travel, I've only been to Canada and Mexico. I've never been across, you know, any any large bodies of water. So when it comes to traveling around the United States, I feel very safe. I feel very... I've never been to a city in the United States where I felt uncomfortable or, or, you know, afraid of getting mugged or anything like that. Not that it doesn't happen. I just... You know, this is my country. I love my fucking country because I feel comfortable in it. It's probably one of the main reason. And because of that comfort, I feel like I can wander around. So I'm by far a wanderer. I, like I said before, the people on your trip who are, we got to be here at this time. And they, yeah, they're cunts. Stop doing that. Don't do that. I, I can't stand that. Um, I don't think anybody likes to be told when to be where and what to do, except the person doing it to alleviate themselves. You know, then I would ask, why are you taking this vacation together? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm definitely, uh, uh, Paul, we would be great uh, travel partners. And I'm going to suggest think. you go travel in uh, the UK at some point because I just learned they've got this whole thing called the right to roam. That okay. there are huge swaths of private land, like Madonna's estate private. Okay. That it is totally legal for anybody to just wander around as you're walking through the, the English countryside. So if you're a wanderer, okay, go check out the UK. I like castles. We will get know, shot if we did that in this country. So oh, absolutely. Go to the UK and you've got a right to roam. All right. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I'm afraid to go to Europe because <laughs> I think I'm going to like it so much. I think I'm going to be one of those douchebags. Okay. The, the one who's like, you know, I've been to Europe, but just get it. It's different over there, man. <laughs> it's all better over there. The it, beer is better over there. Well, I don't give a the shit about the alcohol, but I, I give a shit about, you know, interesting down-to-earth people, which unfortunately I think America is at a, a, a high disadvantage at right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely better over there. You, you should right. go. Just shut up. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I, I, I'll work on it. I'll work on making more money and, right. being, and being better at saving it. Um, <coughs> now, related to this, uh, and I'm, we may bring this up on topic on a later date, but now when you travel... Uh, I wasn't sure when you brought up this topic. You're obviously talking about the whole idea of vacation, all of it. But now the actual traveling there, are you a good traveler? Uh, Whether it be driving or flying or buses or trains or Yeah, I mean, that's never the most fun part. Right. I think sometimes I would prefer to drive places because at least it's a little more active. I don't like uh, flying or buses or trains because you just have to sit there. 
And you know, if but even in t- with today's technology, do you get to watch oh, yeah. like three Netflix sure, movies and you're in sure you the load up your San Diego iPad or right, whatever, yeah. and yeah, so it's it's not terrible. Okay. So you know. I wish that we could just, you know, teleport to different places. Right, right, right. So. Uh, hopefully listeners will, will know this about me or catch on to this. But one of the main reasons we, uh, or at least I wanted to start and get in on this podcast is I love complaining, especially <laughs> as a form of, of humor. And, you know, I thought uh, at one point in my life, everybody knew I was joking when I complained as much as I do. But apparently they don't. But I just think if you're unique and you can... <laughs> complain in such an outlandish way. It's it's very funny, and I feel like traveling is just you know like uh, the the John Hughes movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's just such a morbid experience. Yeah, that it's just you so have to laugh right. Yeah, exactly. You have to get angry at the fat slob with the shoes off on the plane or <laughs> or uh, Paul. Are you the kind of person? And this may cause a rift between us. Do you, and this is going to make me sound again like an old person, do you get dressed up for planes? When you travel, do you, or are you the guy in sandals and shorts? Uh, neither. I will okay. just wear what I'm going to wear. You know, I don't get dressed up. I also don't necessarily put on my pajamas, but I also don't, right. I know people out there. Well, who, when I say dressed up, unfortunately, in modern America, I mean like a shirt without, you know, like holes in it and shorts. Yeah, no. Do you wear pants? I do. Okay. I do. And I also hear people complaining and I complain. This is another topic in general, but right. seeing a man in shorts at the airport is kind of absurd. But at the same time, I'm not going to complain about them because it's how they get through it, you know? And yeah, there was a day in this country when you'd put on a, uh, a suit and tie to mm-hmm. fly the, the friendly skies. And, you would, but, uh, and I could smoke a cigarette on that plane and blow sure. it in your stupid face. See, I think face. that's what you miss. You don't miss <laughs> dressing up. You just Paul, have, I know that's what I miss, but right. I, I... You just associated I, dressing again, up with I know, cigarettes in no, your head. I hate suits. I cannot stand suits. I'm not talking about suits. I'm talking no. about dressing like an adult member of society. Is what I'm talking about. I do. And again, like you, you know, I'm a very passive person. I will not ever call anybody on that. They have the right to do that. But they will be the target of my derision as I, as I grump and complain through the process. Depends. I I might, uh, sneak a comment to my travel companion, like check out, uh, so-and-so over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother me. How can you fly if you're homeless? (laughs) Um, uh, Someone who takes off their shoes and socks, then they they, they should to, be thrown out. Of they the need plane. to go to the bad place. At, yes, at yeah. peak altitude. What about driving? You, you had mentioned you like it better. Are you the oh, driver or are you the passenger? Generally, the driver. Okay. But even then, if you're the passenger, it, I find it easier to sleep in a car because right. you can lean back a lot mm-hmm. easier. You got a little more. You just have more room in a car. Okay. Honestly, and you can st- mostly to me, it's about you can stop whenever you want. That's you get, true. If you need to stop for whatever reason. You just want to stop the car. Oh, and are you a stopper though? Um, depends. Oh, I can't stand stopping. <laughs> I have to get in that car, and if I could fill up whilst driving, I can. I I got to get to where I'm going. Oh, I like a nice little break. You really? Know, just a two minute break. Man. Just a mental break every hour or so. Every know. hour? Every couple of hours. Good maybe. lord! How long did it take you to get to your Paul Simon concert? Eight hours? Uh. Anyway, next topic. <laughs> Um, do you want to move on to the next sure. topic? I got yeah. it. I got it. Absolutely. Um, this could go a lot of different ways, but I want to talk about 
friends, and in particular, college friends. Okay. Okay? And when I mean in particular, I mean solely college friends. Okay. Okay? Uh, the only friends I have. I think it's weird when whew, okay. friends have high school friends still. Let, let's, let's, let's talk about that then. Uh, well, so. all right. Now, this actually, I find it weird, but at the same time, it's my weirdness because I was very sick in high school and okay. super antisocial, social anxiety out the ass. Gotcha. So I really didn't have friends in high school that were close or right. that I kept in touch with, really. All my close friends I made in college. Okay. And as a defense mechanism, I'd make fun of them who they still had friends from high school. In fact, half of my friends now are college friends, high school friends. College friends. High school. My oh, college okay. friends, I gotcha. high school friends. I got gotcha. so, right, right, right. you. So, know, Thank God for high school friends, but yeah. man, are you still friends with people you knew in high school? That's crazy. So you're not above stealing other people's high school right, friends. Right, exactly. But you right. yourself are above. No, right, exactly. Okay. I have moved beyond. Come you on. You are that's a complicated my, man. That's Paul. my excuse. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But now, here, all right, so here's my ar- here would be my argument to that because I am pretty much the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like 90, or not 99, because, you know, people, people like you, uh, the, I would say half to over half of my friends are my group, core group of guys that I went to high school with. Okay. And the other majority up to like 99%. And the reason I leave it 99% is because I literally talked to one person from college. Wow. Literally. I, I was thinking about this for today for, you know, episode. And there may be a person or two like uh, this wonderful Bangladeshi kid, uh, we became friends while he was in college and I was still in the town where I went to college, but we didn't meet because of college. I'm talking about the people you meet freshman move in day, move in week, that year, that group that you established from the beginning. Yeah. Those are the people that you, you have a lot of those friends still. No, actually. Okay. And, and when I'm honest with myself, I too only really <laughs> talk to one or two, maybe three college friends. Right okay. Now. So see, this is what I was going to sure. say. Yeah. Since you were antisocial, since you had the medical problems, yeah, it's not so much college friends. It's your first set of friends versus yeah. like the rest of. Well, them and I also problems. would bet that high school friends have a lot more in common. You're going to be coming back to the same area a lot more often than college friends are necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit tougher probably to keep your college friends together when you're out in the real world, when you move to different places for jobs, unless you all like did the same thing. And, uh, you know, there's definitely college friends and grad school friends I keep in touch with. That's keeping in touch with. I'm so done with keeping in touch with keeping in touch with is reserved for your family. They're the ones who you like but not enough to live near or hang out. They're the ones you keep in touch with. <laughs> the people who, like, the added stress and the added time I take to, like, build up the, build up the momentum. You know, it's not like courage. It's just, like, momentum. It's I got to build up the momentum to look up my old buddy's, you know, email addresses at the same one. I've got to think about what jokes to make or what's to reference, why I'm talking to him. I've got to... So you're you know, not on Facebook, and that no, Facebook is no. the... Fuck no. I mean, there's a lot of problems with it, but at they, the same time, and I it think does the, keep friendships on a little tiny level going, where, at least for me anyway... Right. I don't have to put in a ton of effort, but when and I see, see them again, is, I can pick back up this because is my we beef haven't really with lost any touch. This is know? my beef with it. Aren't relationships that – or friendships that are worth keeping around you will keep around? And ones that you've got this stupid 
fucking internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram nonsense that just allows you to pretend that you still have that friend. And then that when you need to, for whatever, most likely, not you human, selfish reason, you are getting back in touch with them to, to remember the good old times, to make yourself feel better about something, to, to you know, ask for a place to stay. Yeah. Then you can go and pretend that there's still a, a, a flash of friendship there. Man, no, I mean, it maybe, and maybe this is just me, but... I'm not peppy anymore. I'm angry now. <laughs> I'm angry thinking about this. All right, so. And I love it because, you know, I've got friends in Atlanta, in Nashville, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that I can I can go a year or two or three not talking yes. to them, right. and we pick back up like no time has passed. Okay. And I'm able to say, oh, hey, um, I know what's been happening in your life. You don't need to catch me up on everything. We can talk about more substantial yeah. stuff. And maybe that's – I'm sure that's not how most people use Facebook or social media or See, whatever. I think that's how – so, People our age do. I think yeah. that is how they use it. So I don't know. I, I like it for that. And you no, know, it's funny is the way you're describing your not your 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 close friends, the ones you keep mm-hmm. in contact. You know, the ones who are on your like Facebook wall or whatever. Yeah. And, oh, I haven't yeah. talked to that person. That's the way I, I, I deal with my best friends, like good friends. <laughs> yeah. Again, people I am lonely. I am by I, I I make that joke, but you know, it's really because of how great my high school group of friends were. Yeah. When I think there's a stereotype when you hear high school friends, you think like towny morons. There may be an aspect to that. And it just so happens, you know, like, uh, I'm from a small town on the East coast. Uh, it's probably more of a conservative kind of rural area, but I really didn't hang out with the, the, the families that were from that area. All of my friends were first generations, parents who had moved there. I had friends who were, their family was from, you know, Philadelphia and Boston and Charlotte, North Carolina. So, so we all kind of had these grand aspirations and we all moved away from our town. I have a friend in Atlanta too. You know, I've got tons of friends in the Washington DC area. They're friends in New York and Chicago. So keeping up with them is like what the stereotype where your mind went when you think of college friends, you know, it's, I don't hardly ever see my friends but I'm not going to keep up with them on Gmail or on Gchat and stuff like that because that's those kind of conversations and that di- like back and forth was not what our friendship was based on. I don't know how to talk to my best friends on text. I don't know how to how to connect with them the way we did on text. And, and stuff. I can it's see like that. A it different just depends person. on the type of relationship. I, I mean, yeah. I'll have friends that uh, we don't keep up on social media. Yeah. They're not on social media, or I haven't heard from them, or whatever. And yet, uh, I don't know. I don't know where, where are you going with this. <laughs> what do you you but, just feel like college friends are bullshit or college friends are not bullshit? Okay. I think most human beings in that time period in their life are bullshit. So whatever whatever relationships you make are predicated on you not being yourself. All right. An analogy I wrote down here. Yeah, right, an ama- analogy that I wrote down here is kind of like. <sighs> Oh man, I gotta hear. I'll edit this this dead air out if I have to. But okay. it's like when you're in high school, you are yourself, but you're you're learning to to adapt it and become who you're going to be. Yeah. In college, I don't think you're you're showing hardly any of your real self at all. I think there's such a pressure be it from movies like Animal House or discussions from older siblings or people in your town or college people you've met, there's this 
expectation of partying and being the you know very grandiose and flamboyant in your personalities. And, and I don't know if I could disagree more. And it mostly really? is my personal experience. Okay, right, right. And that's what I'm saying from mine too. You I know, didn't I'm not come saying, into my own until then. Okay. I didn't, but, you know, become more of the person that I am or was. And I'm obviously I was very different then than I am now. So and I was very different then than I was in high school. And I mean, I think some people, you know, they, it's not that you're not yourself. It's uh-huh. your, yeah, college does give you the opportunity to, for some people on a bullshit level, to reinvent yourself, right. you know, to try new things, yeah. maybe. Uh, I think that, you know, sometimes people it, see that, especially, and I'm not you know, talking by about, movies, that kind of thing. And I'm not talking about the reinvent yourself. I'm talking okay. about, like, I, 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 and again, this is going to be all very self-deprecating, so, so strap in. Okay. I myself did not go to college thinking, oh, I'm going to reinvent myself, you know, or... or okay. I want to be this type of guy or I want to be that type of guy. And I I had a very healthy split of, you know, where fiction and movies and that expectation stopped. But it's just a nonstop barrage of like expectations and social situations that you had never been in. I was I was like a I was like a Tarantino universe version of myself. It was like amped up to 11 it was you know and you feel that didn't continue after college you reverted somehow i i found what made me more comfortable being myself hmm. and it was much more and that's why i say it, i can only judge from my it was much more like the 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 person I was. I don't want to say boy, I don't want to say See, man, I, but the person I was in high school. I might blame that on the environment of you are on your own and you're getting to do whatever you want and you, you're you making choices for yourself. And so, yeah, certainly it's like it's like the Amish going on Rumspringa. Absolutely. You know, yes. Absolutely. Be, but – the crazy stat about that is almost all of the Amish go back to their Amish communities. Yes, I know. You know, so, yeah, you may have something there, but I think that there's, in the college environment of four years at least, usually, yeah. um, there's probably a lot more transformation that happens with most people than you'd maybe recognize. And that, that more for transformation me, personally, you from, like, seventh grade till twelfth grade? Well, again, this is my experience where yeah. I went through a lot more formative transformations in college because I right. hadn't in high school. Yeah. So certainly you might be the more normal of those. But well, I think that's kind of what we're... I just we're, feel like most people don't see their high school friends again until the 20th reunion, you know? They might yeah. keep in touch tangentially, yeah. but I still do think that from just from knowing people, most yeah. people... And they, they have their high school friends like you have. Right. You don't keep in touch with them all the time. You might yeah. get back together with them. Um, and you might Again, even say that Paul, you're, those are my best That's friends. what I'm saying. You might say right. they're your best friends. Whoa, I didn't but. say that. They, <laughs> Paul, wait. Well, you, not, you feel it. It is real to you. Wait, yeah. Okay. You know, and yet there's probably people in your life right now who oh know you God. better yeah. uh, than they do. And, you know. And that's, yeah, I would disagree with that. I, okay. would, I would definitely disagree with that. And it may be. It yeah. may be just because of who, who you are. You know? And, uh, and the, you know, this to clarify really the path my story took when it comes to friends is when I was self-ascribed douchebag in college, okay. right? I, I was I was very much concerned with making my group of friends laugh, which typically meant being a jerk to every single 
other person. I was I was very and, and you know that You've goes grown back so to much. <laughs> I, unfortunately, Paul, I have. That's why I was such a douchebag in college. And uh, when I was, uh, you know, in that time period, I loved, I loved all my friends in college. Mm-hmm. I loved, you know, there were, I'm not saying that there weren't positive. So why didn't you keep in touch with them? What, what happened? It's it's because, I, I don't know, There there's nothing... I mean, life Paul, happens is the I, real thing. Right, like, I can life say happens, that I kept Paul in touch more had, with my college friends. Okay. Um, and I can say that more because of this one friend in particular, and now I'm friends with all of his high school friends, and we have uh-huh. all this giant group that met through different ways. Yeah. But then if I think about my other college friends that I think about, like my one buddy Kevin, uh, he and I roomed together for a couple of years in our 30s. Right. And yet now he's married, he's got a kid, so I've seen yeah. him like three times in the last right. four years. So, yeah. Uh, the answer to my question, or to your question, Paul, was going to be, and this is just really, you know, we're going down a dark road here. Is, uh, that's what I struggle with is even my best friends. Like, I, I, I love them, but I love them for reasons I could find in other people, which I have. The only things that really make them unique and a good friend to me are like selfish reasons that I can talk about myself and I already know it's comfortable and I'm getting something out of it. Okay. The things that drew them to me, you know, like, uh, my good friend, uh, he's, he's very driven and I could find driven people other places, you know, yeah. is it just because I want to talk to myself uh, about myself? Is it just because I want that comfort yeah. or is it because I'm really invested in who they are as human beings? Because I can, f- there are great people everywhere in every town and every, con- every city and every country in the world. There are interesting, cool people, but they're not going to have had the same shared experiences that you've had. Well, what difference does that make? I, that, I mean, for some people that t- turns into your whole friendship. Like, right. See, when, I find that very, when. I find that very masturbatory. So why are these people your best friends then? Because they're and see this the I I don't know if if I, I'm the type of person who needs or has friends okay. except the people who are in front of me. I would say when I'm with them, they're my best friends. When I'm, when I'm with you know the people I work with, people like you, Paul, I'm like yeah. these are my my not the way we say best friends, but they're the best friends that I have right now at this moment. But you're my best friend. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Now this is going to get awkward. No, uh, <laughs> this, you know, I, it's just like, I guess it's, I'm a very in the moment type of guy. I hate thinking about the way things used to be. I hate thinking about, oh, we should make plans for the future. I'd also bring up how some somewhat childish it almost sounds to be like, hi, I'm 35. This is my best friend, John. It like, does, doesn't it? Your best friend. What are you talking about? You know? Right. Like, it, and yeah. then there's going to be people who We're like, going to put on a pair of shorts. We're going <laughs> to get on an airplane together. Me and my best friend, we're 42. We're going to go, you know, eat Adult some dogs. Adult relationships and, are very different. You've right. got relationships with your romantic partners. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got professional relationships, which are friendships and might be, you know, quote, best friendships, but right. also... Maybe not, you know, yeah. that adult relationships are interesting. And right. 
I think it's not at all strange to have a core group of friends from high school still that you don't talk to, you don't see, but when you get back together, it's going to be like no time has passed. And it'll be like that with some of my college friends, you know? Like my friend who I haven't seen him more than three times in four years. Yeah. Well, you know, the minute I see him, Mm -hmm. no time has passed, you know, because that's you know, I may come off as one way during this podcast, but... I'm the exact same way. And when I was at my very driven buddy's uh, wedding last year, you know, when he was giving his speech introducing the best men and the groom's party and stuff, that was one of the things he said about me. He was like, we cannot talk to each other for a year or not see each other for a year. As soon as we see each other within minutes, it's right back to how we were. Yeah. But just because something is comfortable, that just seems very selfish to me. I mean, you say comfortable like it's It's a bad thing. And it's I mean, there's a lot to comfort that it's a, it's a good thing to be comfortable and you can still experience new things together. You know, like I could move in with my buddy Kevin again tomorrow and right. we'd have another set of experiences of being wacky roommates or yeah. whatever, you know, okay. you know, my friend group is, is very weird because again, it's mostly these people who've been friends since high school. Yeah. And then some of us who were kind of hangers on for whatever reason, we met right. through college, we met through message boards or yeah. something. And we fight a lot. And sometimes we go through periods of not talking to one another. Uh-huh. And But we're the family we chose. It comes down right. to more that. You know, that yeah. it's, we're not friends anymore. We are a family. Right. And so I've got one of those. I don't yeah. need so, any more. Well, there you go. You've right. got one. So there you <laughs> I've, go. I've got, I've got a family. I don't need any more families. I, I, that's where the comfortableness comes in. But then again, I feel like... I'm just being selfish. I'm just like, oh, I want to go, you know, to Atlanta. I want to go to Washington, D.C. Ah, man, I'm not really feeling doing it by myself. Oh, let me call up this person I can be comfortable See, there you with. go. But at the same time, on a, on a ones and zeros level, I just do enjoy spending time with them. Okay. But then again, I enjoy spending time with, you know, random people at, at bars. So then you're very lucky. The world is your friend. The world is my friend. You but know? that I hate people like that. Well, so you're self-loathing. That's not. That's another episode altogether. <laughs> that's probably my most defining quality, actually, <laughs> as a human being. Is yes, that I am self-loathing without yeah. a doubt. Um, so I got one question for you, though, on this topic. Then, okay. uh, do you have a best friend? Actually, this is going to be two. Do I have a three. best friend? Yeah. Do, do you have one person who you would boil it down to? Again, I would maybe say not anymore. Okay. Um, and now break this up into like two the traditional best friend the way society means when they say it versus you think who you get along with the person you enjoy spending your time with most is that not the same no I don't think it is okay yeah I still say no uh-huh. um, I mean right now we've only been together for six months but as you know hokey as this might sound to some people mm-hmm. my girlfriend is my best friend okay and it's like it's very our relationship is very weird it's like yeah. we were best friends who just never hung out until January and all of a sudden like, Oh, Hey, let's hang out all the time. Okay, cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've got friends that at one point or another, I might've called them my quote, best friend. I kind of feel like these days I feel like that's a title that again, maybe this is being arrogant or something, but it's that that's, uh, that's a kid thing. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I went through periods in my twenties and thirties being like, this person's my best friend. This person's right, yeah. my best friend. And, uh, you know, they're still, we're, we're close friends, yeah. but I feel like I'm very lucky that I have a very tight circle of these friends I've talked about. Right, yeah. Um, that, you know, they're all my best friends, you right. know? And I, again, 
we might get angry with each other and stop talking to each other for months yeah. and yet still, you know, right. it's tight. So, you know, I, and that's why it, even, even when I was in college and the friends who I enjoyed hanging out with and the ones that I did hang out with all the time, I mean, I'm saying I had a lot of good friends, my best friends from high school, the group that, you know, is, is, is my core group of friends in life. They, for the most part, were around where I went to college. Either one or two of them may have, you know, skipped a couple years or dropped yeah. out of college for a while. One or two may have been working for family businesses. One of them may have gone to a college down the road. But I had my my core group of best friends in town. I blew them off. I didn't see them for three to five years, huh. pretty much. You know, occasionally birthdays and Christmas time and stuff yeah. like that, obviously. But like partying during college, I would. Never go with them. I would always go with my college friends, but I don't think I ever went through that phase where you're talking about where I called any of my college friends my best friend. Yeah. Because I, I like in the back of my head, I knew I was like, these, these people fucking rock to party with and coked out at four in the morning. I could talk with them all day about all sorts of shit. Well, but nothing in my head was ever like, this is who I am, and they're accepting that, and we're making each other better people. We're, well, we're comforting each other in the right way. And like I said, in my case, it was probably more about my personal development. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. I remember you know, spending so much time thinking to myself, this person did this. What does that mean? I thought they were a friend of mine. Like, right, I had to yeah. actually examine what it meant to have a friend or be a friend mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like I'd really had a real friend until college. Yeah. I had, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. but um, but maybe they weren't really real friends, you right. know? Like, I had people I knew. I had yes. people I hung out with in high school some, yeah. but, yeah. Well, I'm glad you found your best friend. Yeah. I hope it works out for you. <laughs> I'm I'm still looking for my dream my dream relationship is like uh, do you watch uh, Sherlock on BBC Yeah I need that I I need <laughs> I need me and another crazy person living in a gigantic place with a babysitter Okay and as much as I wish we were gay I just can't fathom it cuz I'm not I wish that you was the fact. You don't want to be a girl, or no, 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 no. Okay. I, I want, I want the brotherhood. Like I want, and I'm, I can't remember if I've talked about this yet on a pod, on one of our episodes or not. I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. But I very much romanticize, fantasize about the like the brotherhood of of like armed forces and stuff like that. I don't think that camaraderie exists so much out in the real world as as maybe it. Yeah, it's and I can see in fiction and literature and stuff. I can see that you'd be drawn to that. Absolutely, like yeah. I'd be drawn to that. I mean, there certainly is an yeah. angle to it. Now, I would obviously need the person I'm living with, the Sherlock. I envisioning myself as the Holmes in this scenario. Okay, <laughs> my Sherlock, you know, would have to be interested in the same thing. I want that relationship to be two people working together. Okay, there needs to be a work aspect. I just don't want a roommate as a thirty-three year old. That's how I'm okay. Saying. So you I almost want, want to mix like my friendship and my work. Together. A colleague that. You hang out all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Is that crazy? Am I like hearkening back to like Dragnet and and shit (laughs) like that? You know, the two lethal weapon, like, hey, we hated each other, but now, hey, let's do everything together. You just want to live in a buddy cop movie, huh? I do. Yeah. Paul, that is it. I do want to live in a buddy cop movie. I mean, there's a lot to be said about the homoeroticism of lethal weapons. So That is true. And Sherlock. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm going to say don't ignore that avenue. I've tried and I've tried. You can't make yourself. Do you hear me, people? You can't. Uh, but, and this will be one of the last things. We're running long here. The uh, 
I don't think that can work because what I've noticed about myself, I'm curious if you too, you know, the people who at one time in my life I may have been very close with, I may have called a good friend or a best friend, you know, and they're still very close to me, but they're almost too much like me. So it's impossible yeah. to, to build anything or it's just like you're both just butting heads or preaching to the choir. See, it turns out that's what I've always been looking for. I'm really? Just, I'm just that narcissistic that I cool, man. No, want I, somebody who is myself. Yeah. So. See, no. Yeah. I, I, and maybe I have a twin in the world somewhere. Yeah. I might have a secret twin. That's uh, fucked up, but isn't it fucked up of me too <laughs> that I'm like, I hold my friends to a better standard. I want them to be better than me. I don't that's know. That's fucked kinda, up too, though, kinda right? Oddly sweet, you know. I don't know. I guess that's true. But hey, narcissism, man, that makes the world go round. Don't you sell yourself sell yourself short either? That's what I've always. You're a cool guy, and that's that narcissism is playing well. So, <laughs> Paul, uh, any last words to our listeners? I I think we're good. All right, man. Thanks for uh, joining us. All right, take Have care. Have a good one.